John Torrey here with you on The Rush at 4.05 and a half on a Friday afternoon. And uh, hopefully this finds you either finishing up your day at work or heading out somewhere or just getting ready to uh, sit back and enjoy uh, a long weekend. And it's not a long weekend for everybody. Even Nathan Downer from CTV we had on earlier does the CTV News at 6 said he's working Monday. And I know John Moore I heard this morning saying he's working Monday. Uh, but some of you, many of you aren't. And that's good. Uh, that's family day. And one guy who's still working this afternoon because he's here with us right now is Richard Krause who <laughs> talks with us about entertainment every Friday at this time. Richard, how are you doing? I'm good, John. How are you doing? Good. A pleasure to talk to you. We're going to get to some advice that people can watch if the weather isn't any good mm -hmm. or even if they just want to stay indoors uh, on the weekend. Uh, but before that, I found this story fascinating about the uh, 49ers. And of course, the 49ers are the team that played um, uh, in the Super Bowl just last mm -hmm. week. Uh, that in the 49ers, uh, sort of every room in their whole practice facility, the coach has cameras there and he can listen in and talk back and forth to people when he's sort of sitting in his office. It's a bit sort of a bit spooky in a certain way. But what do you think about about it. Well, this is, I wanted to ask you about this because you've had the corner office. You've been the guy who's been in charge of, of large groups of people before. So the Kyle Shanahan has cameras and mics in every room throughout the Niners facility. Uh, he can listen uh, to anything at any time. Plus he keeps zooms open so that if someone says something that presumably he doesn't like, or maybe that he agrees with, he can just chime in in real time and say, that was a great idea, Dave, keep that up. Or never say that again, Bill. It's <laughs> I know. think it's like <laughs> when you uh, mentioned Dave, remember the from the, this will age me anyway. Uh, Two thousand one, a space odyssey, and the 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 computer kept saying That's right. Dave, and it was this voice yep. from nowhere. I think it's outrageous. Yep. I'll tell you a story. One time when I was managing a big law firm, I was the managing partner, and we were watching. We had some new software, and we put some games on to get people to use the new software. And mm. far too many people were spending half their day playing games. <laughs> and I said on a note, tongue in cheek, saying at master control, we've noticed too many people are playing games. There was no master control. People went crazy thinking there was a master yeah. control. We were watching what they were doing on their computer. And this whole idea of cameras and a voice that can suddenly come saying, oh, I didn't like that much in respect to some comment you made. I think it's crazy. I think it is, too. And I don't know how he gets away with it, but apparently uh, everyone knows. And maybe it does keep people on their best behavior. Oh, I'm yeah. not sure. But, you know, this is exactly the kind of thing that makes people want to work from home. And I am I'm I say this ironically, I'm sitting at home working right now, but I would uh, rather have people in the offices working downtown, populate the downtown, go to the restaurants, shop at lunchtime, you know, all that kind of stuff. We need people coming in to work uh, to keep this city vibrant. But it's exactly stories like this that are making people say, you know what, I'd rather stay home. Exactly. And by the way, uh, Richard, uh, here at Master Control at 1010, uh, that plaid shirt you have on, we don't think very much of that. So anyway, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, uh, so who'd have thunk that uh, Paul McCartney, who, again, I grew up with him being a big musical hero, mm. talking about heroes, bought a bass guitar for 30 pounds. So that's like 38 bucks. Uh, but today it would be more like a thousand when you did all the adjustments for inflation and stuff. But now these things come up for sale. And uh, what kind of prices are they fetching? Not just for his guitar, but all kinds of things like this musical, uh, historical, uh, you know, in instruments and artifacts. 
Well, I wanted to tell you about Paul McCartney's Hofner bass because he paid 30 pounds for it. Again, you know, that was in 1961, so about a thousand bucks today. But it's a very unique looking instrument. And you've seen a thousand pictures of him playing it. It kind of looks like a little violin turned on its side. Uh, and he plays it, obviously plays it uh, left-handed. And he said that because it's symmetrical, because it's shaped differently than other bass guitars, it just looked cooler as he played it with his left hand. And so he loved that bass. It was stolen in 1972, apparently sold to the landlord of a local pub, and then somehow made its way to an attic where it's been sitting for decades. So a while ago, um, a, a group of people came together who are music lovers and Beatles fans and said, let's find that bass guitar for Paul McCartney. And they did the research. They traced it back to this attic and they finally found the thing. Uh, so uh, Paul McCartney is reunited with uh, a bass guitar that he probably played, you know, on uh, the Ed Sullivan show that he would have, you know, toured the United States with. He played it on all the albums that the Beatles made. I mean, this is a very significant instrument. And they're saying now, now it's been given back to Paul McCartney, but they're saying now that if he wanted to sell it, he could get $10 million wow. for this. You Just know, I was chuckling a bit while you were talking, because when you mentioned the Ed Sullivan show, I was wondering how many people out there even know what that was. But anyway, I know. and of course, they were the place where I saw it on TV. I'm old enough to have seen it when the Beatles actually did appear in black and white on TV, mm -hmm. and it was a great thing. I mean, they appeared, and Ed Sullivan's kind of going, and now the biggest act from overseas <laughs> you've ever seen, and on they came with their haircuts that people thought were scandalous and so on. And just an example of what you're talking about as to why people would think that uh, it might go for $10 million for real, uh, John Lennon. Imagine Piano is the one that interested me the most, sold for $2.739 million, and a whole bunch of musicians actually bid on it. Oh, it's it's wild. When I started looking up the prices of some other music memorabilia, uh, Kurt Cobain's acoustic guitar that he played on the MTV Unplugged show uh, went for $8 million, a little over $8 million, uh, which surprised me because, again, you know, they were a punk band and uh, the idea that there's a, a fan out there that has $8 million to spend on that guitar uh, was a little surprising to me. This one I thought was really interesting, though, and it's the second highest uh, price ever paid for a bit of music memorabilia, and it's not the Beatles, and it's not the Rolling Stones, and it's not any of the bands that you might think of, it's Gustav Mahler's Second Symphony Score. And uh, it is uh, this, you know, beautiful, apparently handmade, uh, handwritten score that went for almost $8 million uh, a number of years ago. So uh, it dates back to 1817, and someone in present day was willing to pay a lot of money for it. And then you've got other things. Uh, David Gilmore's uh, Black Strat guitar from Pink Floyd went for $5.2 million. Uh, just astronomical sums of money for uh, this stuff. The, here's another one you might find interesting you might not know the music but the wu-tang clan made an album that they only made one of they made one copy of it and they were going to sell it to the highest bidder and it went for two million six hundred sixty eight hundred thousand dollars but it was sold by or sold to martin shrelly and you know that name because he was called the pharma bro he's the guy that got the rights to oh, yeah. uh, a medication and then jacked up the prices by 5,000%. Well, that's uh, that's that guy. He had to sell it to pay some illegal bills, but he paid almost $3 million for a pressing of one record by the Wu-Tang Clan. Imagine having that um, 
uh, what's the word I'm looking for? The score uh, for Gustav Mahler's uh, yeah. uh, music and uh, showing it to people at a dinner party and spilling wine on it. Oh, my goodness. Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, what to watch on the weekend? Uh, you've got a couple of recommendations. One on Prime Video, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yeah, it's supposed to be cold over the weekend. So uh, this is a, a riff on the movie that brought Angelina uh, Jolie and Brad Pitt together. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith was the name of the movie. Also the name of this uh, series now stars Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. And uh, the plot line's a little different. They are married super spies who are married for convenience. They're working on a case. Uh, but this show is uh, glamorous. It uh, is exciting. It's well-performed, and it looks like it cost a fortune, which you kind of want with these big spy uh, stories. You want some high production value. Uh, but the shooting locations from Manhattan to northern Italy uh, is uh, uh, fun to look at. Also, the stories engage the brain a little bit. Uh, I think it's uh, you could do a lot worse than Mr. and Mrs. Smith on right. uh, Prime And how about Cypher on Disney? That's another one you're uh, taking a look at. Okay, this is a wild story. So a cipher is a documentary, or at least it starts off that way. It's uh, about a woman named Tierra Wack, who uh, first gained uh, notoriety uh, when she was a teenager on YouTube. So she becomes kind of a big deal in the music circle. She goes on tour. They decide to make a documentary about it. And then there's a weird interaction that she has with a fan uh, after one of her shows. And then it turns out that that fan just turns up like a bad penny at every other show. And all of a sudden, this becomes not really a documentary like in the traditional sense, but he becomes a, a scripted mystery and thriller. So I've never really seen anything quite like this before. Uh, and it's uh, it's an interesting movie. If Even if you don't know who Tara Wack is, uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing to have a look at because they're trying to do something that is somewhere between, you know, the Bob Marley biopic that's out this weekend, This is Spinal Tap, which was a mockumentary, and then a regular, uh, you know, uh, a music doc. Documentary. So right. it's a really strange film, but it's a fun one. So Mr. and Mrs. Smith are on is on Prime, and Cipher is on Disney. And uh, Richard Krauss, we're out of time for today, but we'll look forward to hearing more from you next week at All Through the Week. And uh, I hope you have a happy Family Day weekend. Yeah, you too, John.